All right, so I'm reading what I wrote because I had to write it down and I just, I didn't want to have to repeat this several times in class, so I just decided that I would record this. Um, when I was nine, my sister's father found out where we lived and popped up without warning. He busted the door. I was washing dishes. I grabbed the butcher knife. My sister was already asleep. She was only two years old. My mom and her dad were fighting. I heard him slap her. I walked around the corner with a knife in my hand, calculating my odds of successfully killing him. Right when I decided to pull back, my mom saw me. She found new energy. She was trying to protect me. He was coming for me. I decided I needed him out of the house. I ran to the door that was already open. As soon as I got outside, I started shouting, knocking on apartment doors and windows. Grown men, half naked, came outside. Once I explained the situation, these same men ran towards our apartment and my sister's dad ran off. When my mom realized I could have killed him, he was no longer in our lives in a real way. She was scared her nine-year-old would have killed someone. I'm sure the reality that my dad was murdered before I was born was playing in her mind. Jason and James have been roommates for over a year. James is a junior majoring in political communications. Jason entered a year after James. Jason was originally a political science major, but their late night arguments convinced Jason that a degree in polycom would be worth something. James wasn't originally a polycom major either. When he met an AKA who had been in the program since her freshman year, started talking to him during a campus convocation, he was intrigued. He didn't know if he were more intrigued by Denise or by her major. James had been in relationships with women, but he had also been in relationships with men. Denise fully captivated every part of him. She was light-skinned, pretty, sassy, vicious with her tongue, expected the best from everyone she had come in contact with, politically savvy, and had a presence on campus. She was the type of person James always wanted. James was amused to learn that Jason changed his major to polycom. He simply attributed it to all those late night sparring sessions. Jason fashioned himself a bona fide debater, but for some reason always seemed rarely to penetrate the arguments offered by James. Jason and James were also both in college Democrats. The two of them would plot and scheme and plan and argue almost daily. Jason pushed James and James motivated Jason. Jason came into the honors dorm with a splash. With his every act, he dared everyone to notice him. His voice was loud, his laugh was big, and he was always talking. His clothes were spicy because he dared to wear yellow against his pale skin. On nights when they weren't arguing, Sunday nights, they watched Star Trek together. They would both try to guess the plot lines or the twists. Jason had become James's best friend. 
He knew they were close when they had both decided to ride a bus to a football game, but Jason made the bus driver wait 10 minutes for James, who never arrived. Everyone on the bus reported back to James how much Jason bargained and pled with the driver. They all knew then that Jason was a true friend of James. As weeks passed and they settled into their new friendship roles, Jason returned from the shower. Normally, Jason would slip his underwear under his towel. However, tonight, he had his AirPods in and forgot James was in the room. He let the towel fall to his ankles as he sang Anita's Rapture more than a little off-key. He was in his own world. Just then, James caught the whiff of Jason's zest soap on his glistening light skin. James saw Jason's bare white back with hair sprouting from his ass, his flat ass. Damn, this boy is white and he doesn't even know it. Jason was still wet. His hair was normally curly, but like this, it always gave a shaggy look to it. From the other side of the room, James couldn't really make out what Jason was doing, but it looked a lot like he was jacking off. Jacking off after a shower causes chafing for James, so he leaned over, got his lotion, and walked over to Jason to offer him the lotion. When James was less than three feet away, Jason turned around and caught James by the head and kissed him passionately. listening to the latest episode of New Love with DJ Holmes. It is truly appreciated. If you listen to me from Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, CastBox, or Overcast, you can contact me directly by emailing DJ Holmes, the number one, T-R-U, pairing at gmail.com. All you have to do is record yourself and email your message to DJ Holmes, the number one, TRU pairing at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening to New Love. Imagine two twins, Danny and Danielle, playing outside. They live in a city with a small town feel to it. Danielle is a bit of a tomboy, so the two of them enjoy the outdoors together. On one day after school, the two left their parents' apartment and met one of their friends who was already outside. Christopher's mom didn't make him change clothes before playing. She also didn't make him do his homework either. Both Danny and Danielle enjoyed playing with Christopher because he was carefree and enjoyed the outdoors. D&D, let's go by the train tracks. Me and my cousin found these honeysuckles. In unison, the twins said, Sure! The trio knew the best route to take. They walked toward Mr. Freddy's corner store because it was a nice and neutral place for them to be. From there, they would always decide whether to walk straight toward the tracks or to walk towards the project. Walking towards the project meant that meant more people would see them and a higher chance they could get in trouble after the fact. But if they walked straight towards the track, this means this trio would turn into a group 
of as many as 10. Danielle didn't like at least two of the possible guys they would likely add to their group. Danielle is very attractive. She's actually at least two inches taller than Danny and most of the guys they play with. Almost all of them were about 12 years old. She was fully developed and many of the guys would try to kiss her and feel on her. Danny has had at least three fights with them about what they've tried to do. He really didn't appreciate it and neither did Danielle, but they went straight ahead. They would get there faster without anyone of consequence noticing them. Danielle made the suggestion that they ride their bikes and not stop, and that is what they did. They decided they would start on the main street because Danny didn't want to give anyone a chance to get on their bikes and follow along. As they zipped through, they saw several friends and heard each of them call for them, but as they planned, they did not stop. When they got to the train tracks, they decided they needed to hide their bikes in case their friends tried to follow them. They found a patch of trees next to the track and a nearby road that few people traveled on. It was on this road that the honeysuckle was. In this patch of trees, it seemed to be untouched but perfect for a hideout. Unless you knew it was there, no one would think to look. There was even a dip in the ground where they decided to leave their bikes just in case. As Christopher and Danny began moving towards the dip, Danny noticed a pocketbook. At first, he simply thought this was something that had been there for years. After placing the bike in a careful location, Danny's curiosity got the better of him. He picked up the pocketbook and opened it. Inside, he found a driver's license and $745 in cash, seven $100 bills, two twenties and a five dollar bill. As he pulled the money out, all three of them were caught off guard. Just then, they heard someone trying to enter into their new found hideout. Hey DJ Holmes, this is Martha from Martha's Place. I know you and I have not been in contact with each other for an extremely long time, but you came to my mind and I wanted to reach out to you and just say I send you all the blessings and strength that you may need in these certain times, especially with us overcoming 2020. And I'm wishing you all the best life of love, prosperity, peace, and joy. Take care and all the best. Hey, DJ Holmes, where you at? You haven't been online since t December 2019. Miss your voice. Let's get back on. Reach out to me. I was mad black woman, but now I am uh, my two cents with Priscilla the nurse. All right, peace and blessings. Hey, what's going on, my man? I mean, it's been a long time. I hope everything is well with you. Happy 2020. You know, I just wanted to pass a special message on to you. Make sure you hug and kiss your loved ones. Say, see you later. Never say goodbye. Because goodbye is too permanent, you know? Especially in light of all that's happened, you know, uh, yesterday with Kobe Bryant. You know, life is entirely too short, my friend. So call me check me out i'm still here <laughs> she gotta go peace i'm out
What up, what up, DJ Holmes? Hey, this is uh, an old podcaster. This is Carlos Rivas from the Move Forward Podcast. Uh, Still checking out a couple episodes. I know I haven't done no recording forever, but I'm back on it. I'm excited. Um, So uh, just just wanted to show show some love. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I've been checking out a couple episodes. Keep doing what you're doing. Happy New Year. And hopefully we can get, like, an interview set up or something, right? Um, All right. That's all I got. Have a good one. Peace.